This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Every Monday, I give one of you, Top Tribe, a hundred bucks to invest in your idea to get it to the top. To enter for your chance to win, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Top Tribe, this is episode 343. Coming up tomorrow morning, you'll hear from David Fortino. His business did 15 million in 2015 in a very weird way. Top Drive, good morning. I'm here with my coffee this morning and I am smiling because you're going to love our guest. His name is, his name is Charles Gaudet and he's a world-renowned business coach, best-selling author of the Predictable Profits Playbook and founder of Predictable Profits. His business and marketing devices have been featured on Inc., Fox Business, Forbes, and many, many others. He can be found at PredictableProfits.com. Charles, are you ready to take us to the top? I am ready. All right, let's do this. First things first, what is is predictable profits and how do you, what are you selling? How do you make money? Uh, predictable profits is a uh, business coaching and marketing company. We essentially help uh, entrepreneurs and existing business owners grow their business. Okay. And is it uh, when people purchase, are they getting access to a course or what, how is it delivered? Well, uh, initially I'll tell you, I started growing my business, uh, doing a pay for performance model. So I would get paid a percentage of all the increase in profits that I brought my clients. Um, How do you measure that? That's going to be so difficult. It, it has been, but we we live by the motto, there are reasons and results. The only thing that matters are the results. So we uh, very meticulously track the results of all our marketing activities so we know how well they're working uh, and how well, uh, so we could scale and continue to grow. Uh, that's worked out uh, really well, uh, though what I'll say is uh, I'm in the middle of right now revamping things a little bit for... Uh, some better uh, life balance, work balance, uh, um, if you know what I mean. Sure, no, it makes good sense. And and you know you're you've done so much, so I want to make sure we focus in on the thing that is generating and the kind of the most success for you. So you've got, well, first off, tell us about the Angel Finance Pet Health Insurance Company. Is that sold off, or are you still operating that? Uh, no, the Pet Health Insurance Company we closed back in 2000, and in the spirit of uh, true honesty, while we we raised money, we How were much? nominated. Uh, we raised 50000 Okay. We were nominated as one of the nation's best seed stage companies by Ernst & Young. Ernst & Young selected as such by Venture One. We had several million committed to us by a venture capitalist. And when the crash of 2000 happened, uh, the venture capitalist, uh, he, well, actually, he was more of a, uh, a private investor, walked in the boardroom with my team and said, Hey guys, you know the crash happened. All the money's dried up. I'm sorry. Um, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to end here. This is the end of the road. How big was your team, and what was revenue that year leading up to that point? We had about eleven on the team, and this was pre-revenue. Okay, pre-revenue. Got it. Yep. So, what'd you do? You shut the business down. We shut the business down. Uh, then I did what any responsible twenty-three-year-old would do during that uh -oh. time. And I I took off to Disney World to think about what I was going to do next. <laughs> uh, it was either going to be Disney World or you bought out a bar and had an open bar for all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that might have been the smarter decision in hindsight. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, uh, what I ended up doing was came back and, um, you know, I, uh, I ended up 
purchasing a track of land and started a real estate development company. Charles, how'd you have money to do that if the first company failed? You had just saved up the salary that you're being paid or what? Well, you know, I, I did put in all my savings into that, which wasn't much at the time. How much uh, was it? Uh, you know, we're talking tens of thousands, so okay. not nothing uh, of any. But you went all in. This was no hedge. I mean, this was like, I'm going all in on real estate and land. Well, let's just say that I found myself in over well over a million dollars in debt almost overnight. Jeez. Okay, wait, tell that story. How that happened? Well, see, uh, my... You know, look, you got to play the, the best cards that you have available. And uh, long story short, uh, when I came back, uh, I'm sitting around the dining room table with my parents. And my dad says to me, hey, look, um, I'm going to negotiate a piece of property that I have. And um, uh, so I'll be back. And I go, hey, dad, let me, let me come with you. So I, I went with him and he was uh, negotiating this piece of land. And he says to the, to the seller, hey, here's a deal. Or says to the buyer, here's a deal. I'm not looking for money right now. Uh, so I'm willing to be the bank. I will finance the, the property. I'll finance the construction of the road as well as uh, the first house. Uh -huh. I'm thinking to myself, my God, I'd be an idiot not to take him up on that. So the guy, the guy actually said, all right, well, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. Uh, and on the drive home, I said to my father, look, here's the deal. I, I want this opportunity. I mean, it, this, is, this is crazy for me not to jump into it. And uh, my dad's initial response was, kid, I told you I wanted you to go to college so you didn't have to get in this field. You know, it's, uh, it's not much fun, you know, because um, my dad was a real estate developer and whatnot. And so he didn't want to sell it to me, but um, I can be somewhat pig headed. Persuasive, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Persuasive or pig headed. I, I think it kind of goes back and forth. right? <laughs> um, so the agreement my father and I had was that uh, if we were going to end up doing this, that the relationship I would have would be with his attorneys and um, they, he, we would file documents, uh, whether I paid my loan off or not. The, it, everything was documented that my attorney was managing the case because my dad just didn't want to lose a relationship with his son over a business deal. Yep. Um, so I found myself in over a million dollars worth of debt, uh, working every waking hour of every day. Um, and you're long, 24 at the time, right? 24 at the time, ended up uh, in the emergency room for a st stress-related condition that um, the doctor told me was actually starting to kill me. Uh, so, you know, it was a stressful situation, but then we made a few different strategic moves, managed to, to pay off that debt within a year's time, create my first multi-million dollar business. Um, well, come on, you got to tell that story. How, I mean, how'd you get this thing going where you had revenue so you could start paying off the debt? Well, we did, a, we did a few different things. Uh, number one, I realized if I couldn't work smarter, I ha if I couldn't work harder, I had to work smarter. Um, so we ended up, uh, my, my girlfriend or fiance at the time, uh, we had her quit her job and she managed the division of just selling the properties so that we could get real, rid of the real estate agent and she would sell the properties. Okay. So you saved 6% there. Yeah. Uh, five, uh, 5%, I believe okay, it was. Okay. 5% yeah. there. So we saved 5%. Uh, 5% there. Uh, the other thing that we did is we looked at, well, how can we make it a little bit easier for people to get involved in buying these, these properties? So we said, look, here's the deal. Um, you can go through conventional financing and, and, and you could do it that way. Um, or if you'll do a construction loan, um, we'll give you a $10,000 upgrade credit if you'd be willing to do that. Uh, for one reason or another, everybody loved the idea of the $10,000 upgrade credit to kind of put us as a unique advantage over many of our competitors. Um, you were, wait, were you competing for investors' dollars to do these deals? 
No, we're competing. What, when you're in real estate development, you're actually competing against every other property that's for sale, both new construction and existing construction. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it. we did that. We did. We also made uh, what we call a triple win joint venture relationships, where we said, um, you know, look, I've got a whole bunch of uh, people here that are building these houses. They're going to need things like furniture. They're going to need things like home theaters, televisions, driveway seal coating, alarm systems. Yeah, set up all your affiliate relationships, right? Right. So we created all these relationships, and within all these relationships. Um, my clients got a preferred benefit. Uh, we, whether it was a discount or something free, we got a uh, percentage of the sales, and of course, uh, the vendor ended up getting a client. So when you now, that was actually so significant that I'll say that we had an accountant from one of the largest um, uh, accounting firms in Boston. He was a principal who actually drove uh, up to my office, uh, sat down and said to my wife and I, look, I don't understand what's going on right here. You paid a fair value for, for the properties. Uh, you're selling everything at fair value, yet you have one of the highest profit margins in the industry. So you need to work, walk me through this. And I thought everybody did these things like triple win uh, joint venture opportunities. I didn't realize that we you're were- You're talking about the asphalt guy, the home theater guy, plus the yeah. you know plumber and- yeah, yeah, I mean, that amounted to, you know, I mean, this was back in uh, 2003, four, uh, yeah, way early in the 2000s. So what was your what was your kind of average cash on cash return you were making? So if some if you put, you know, 100 grand into a deal, or let's call it 10 grand into a deal, how much would that return for you over the year? Uh, yeah, or is that actually that's the wrong question? I'm that was a leading question. What do you care about when you're looking at investments? What metric are you looking at? Well, you know, today I look at uh, my investments back then, so I've changed. Now I used to do you know, physical investments, buy real estate and whatnot. And then I started a proprietary stock trading firm, right? So I ran out, I designed algorithms, ran algorithms in the, in, in, the in REITs specifically or no? St uh, stocks, specifically okay. equities. So, so we did that, that did well for a while. Um, and then we ended up, uh, I've been an entrepreneur since the age of four, so I've been involved in, in growing companies or starting companies to every year of my life. I mean, I've I've never had a traditional job. So, Charles, to the person listening right now that has ten grand kind of liquid capital, they want to get into real estate. What would you be your your one or two sentences of advice to them? Uh, align yourself with a private money lender. Okay, perfect. So this is like a bank. No, it's an it's an individual, wealthy individual that has the means and abilities to put their own money. Uh, behind a real estate investment, and they'll do it for a premium. I mean, we're paying double-digit interest rates on the money that we borrowed from my from my dad. So, can you real quick? Uh, and please, this is not me belittling you. It's for me to help people listening to actually get in the right frame of mind. Let's yeah. say I'm really wealthy and I'm your dad, and you are pitching yeah. me your first pitch. Give me the pitch. Why, why, uh, Charles? Why should I give you this million dollars? You want? You're going to get it a lot faster and a lot easier than going through the bank. I don't know if you've ever tried to get a loan, but you've got to give away everything, including signing the soul of your. No, first no, Charles. No, I time. know that. I mean, you uh, as the uh, you as the guy that's just starting out, convince me who I have the money. Why should I, as the private investor? Why should I give you this money for you to put in the real estate? Why don't I just do it myself? Well, if I bring you a deal, uh huh. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually bringing you a deal, offering you more money that you're going to make in a bank. Um, if I'm offering you something as, uh, as generous as uh, 10, 12, even 18% interest, uh, you get that secured by real estate. 
And depending on the actual real estate investor, I mean, uh, if you look at my father, for example, he wants anywhere from a 70-30 to a 50-50 loan to value. So, I mean, if you're going to go through a private money lender. What does that mean? What's that loan to value mean? So, if uh, he'll be, so on a 100% value, uh, street value of what the property is. So, it's is, a million bucks. He'll only loan up to 700000 max. Okay. And you go get the rest from somebody else? And then you get the rest either from somebody else or from your own savings or, you, um, uh, or you're buying it uh, at a discount. So, I mean, if, you're, if you find a piece of property that's, if it's a million dollars and you, you can pick it up for 850000 well, you're already that much closer. And manage the downside for me. Okay, Charles, you sound great, but you're just starting out. How can you guarantee an 18% return? What if you take all my money and you go bankrupt? Then what? It's, you have to get most private money, real estate lenders... And I was in that business on the flip side. Once I uh, uh, turned things around and, yep. and you know made quite a bit of money myself, I was also participating as a um, hard money lender. But I wanted first position. So if somebody came to me and they said, look, here's the deal, Charlie. I want you to lend money uh, on my property. I need to make sure that I was in first position. Okay, so that you have the right to the property should the person go under. Right. Interesting. Okay, got it. And they would, in order, if you, if they you know pitched you at a fifteen percent interest rate, they would then use cash flows in the form of leases or things like that to pay you back over time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Got yeah, it. Be, okay. Uh, and every deal is a little different. I'll tell you. You know, when I when you consider the the deals that I was involved in compared to the deals that you know my folks uh, have been involved in, I mean, they're they have a significantly much more sophisticated, well oiled engine because they've been doing this since. Uh, you know, many, many, many years, uh, myself, this is just something that I could, that that's their full-time business for me. It was, Hey, I've got this extra money. Let me put it someplace just so that, um, I'm earning more money than I am in the bank. And you, you just to be clear, I want to make sure we're crediting your success to the right things. So people know where to double down. You're saying your ability to persuade private money lenders to give you their money on your real estate deals by can, you know, telling them we're going to get a better interest rate than banks and give them first position. That was your big breakthrough. Well, that's what allowed me the ability to acquire the property in the first place. Yep. Okay. I, I mean, look, who's going to give money to a, you know, 20 something year old kid who's looking to invest in a, a, a million dollar plus property. That's not going to happen. It wasn't until we proved ourselves that we could go to the traditional banks and we can say, look, this is what we've done. You know, and that, that's how we bought our second property. Look, this is how, what we've you a track done. Record. Now, now can we go ahead with a, with a traditional bank and, and do it that way, which, you know, look, it's, uh, there's a major difference, the amount of interest that, that you're going to, you're going to pay when you do something like that. Yep. Yep. Okay. Tell us real quick about the book. So the predictable profits playbook and Charles, I'm wondering why you did this. Cause people always tell me you write a book, you lose a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. It's not worth it. Why'd you do it? Well, uh, you know, one of, so I, uh, if you look at some of the most successful people in the world, right, the most influential, powerful people in the world, uh, there's a couple things that they're going to have in common. They've written a book and they've been uh, public speakers, dead or alive. If they've influenced 10,000 or more people, that's what they've done. They've written a book or they've become uh, public speakers. Now, you know, I've got one client alone that's paid me over a million dollars for my advice to help them grow a business. And, you know, a, a lot of that happens by way of, of power and influence. And so if you want to be perceived, everything is value perception, right? If you want to be perceived as somebody um, 
of influence, then success leaves clues. So let me, I love that success leaves clues. I'm going to use that. But uh, take me through the actual economics of the book. And then I want to talk about how you use the book to get things like speaking gigs and more clients. So the book, it's, it looks like it's, it's, you had the publisher, right? It's a hybrid publisher. So it's a combination between self-published and traditional published. So you can buy my book, uh, you know, Barnes and Nobles, or you could go to Amazon. And, and I have full control of the book, so I can change it anytime I want or modify it, as opposed to a traditional publishing house where you sign away the, the year licensing. So does that also mean you give up an advance? Was there an advance on this or no? There's no advance on it. Okay. Um, so, you know, you you have to weigh in flexibility uh, of be, of having a hybrid or self-published versus a non-flexibility, uh, non-flexible uh, option. But, you know, look, here's the deal. There's a lot of reasons why people want to publish a book. Some people want to publish a book and get rich off of the book itself. And, you know, great for them. Um, and yeah, my goal, so, my goal with these questions, by the way, is to cover everyone in the audience. So some people, they just want money. They want to say, how do I make a lot of money with the book? And what are the economics? And how do I maximize in advance? Others want to lose money, but they want to get big speaking gigs. You know what I mean? There's a big range. And that's exactly why why we self-published, because then we realized at that point, the purpose of our book really was a positioning play, and we wanted the flexibility to do what we want, promote it how we want. Yeah. Okay, so, so that, that makes a lot of sense. Let's get into that here in a second. Tell me real quick, though. So you kept, you know, I see it listed right now for 17 bucks on Amazon. You keep 100% of that? Uh, it's not. I mean, Amazon has to take their share. Okay, but uh, the, so the publisher in, doesn't get any, though, right? The publisher doesn't get any of it. Okay, got it. And so okay, that's 100, 100%. And what volume? The book launched April 8th, 2014, I think. Uh, what's total volume moved? Uh, uh, over 1,000, probably somewhere around 1,500 or so bucks. Uh-huh. And and for you, you're, it sounds like what you're more interested in is which hands is the book landing in, right? Are the, Is it the hands of these companies that can then pay me a lot of money to, for me to do the work that you know that you can do for them, right? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter so much as, uh, it's funny, just having the book itself. I mean, my book is all over the place, you know, and I, and I hear it and read about other people writing about it, and I think that's pretty fantastic. But there's a big difference just in prospecting alone. If I see a client that I absolutely know that, that I want to help them grow their business, I'll send them a copy of my book, and I'll say, you know, hey, I, I here's... Uh, I want you to pay attention to page blah, blah in the book. I see an opportunity for me to be able to help you. I'll call you on such and such a date. Yeah. And so just having a book, there's an instant uh, perception. You don't have to tell people at that point you're an expert. They yeah. automatically come to that conclusion themselves. And so you've already gotten rid of one huge objection. Now it's just a matter of saying, okay, now can this guy really help me? And did you publish an audio version with us as well or no? Uh, you know, uh, enough people have asked that I probably should have. I just ha- haven't had it. <laughs> okay. And did you do, did you write it yourself or did you have a ghostwriter? I had a ghostwriter. Okay. Uh, would you do that again? Yes. Okay. It just saved you a lot of time. A lot of time and money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. And uh, real quick, when you launched the book to get 1,500 uh, copies sold, did you have an email list you launched with? And if so, what was about the general size? Uh, you know, it wasn't... Um, a couple thousand? Uh, yeah, a couple thousand on the email list. I launched it to the email. I did a social media blast. I purchased some advertising just to make sure that people that it got out there. Um, and uh, I work. I you know I have a number of um, relationships with different organizations, and and they went out there and, and promoted. I was a keynote speaker for a big association, and I promoted it there. So I mean, there was enough that. You know, it did really well. It was rated number one sales and marketing book on India, India Excellence. It was, uh, 
top books on life hack. It was, um, uh, it was number one for, for a while under, uh, sales and marketing on Amazon for the, for the Kindle edition. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's certain things like that start to build momentum, you know, sure. and actually I'll tell you, give the book away as much as possible. Give it away for free. If you have to, yeah, what are your hard costs per book? If you gave me one for free, what would it actually cost you? Uh, I want to say under $3 a copy. That's not bad. That's almost as, as that's almost a, like a business card. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Awesome. Charles, real quick, just uh, before we wrap up the show and get into kind of my favorite part with the the Famous Five, last month, so April 2016, was the majority of revenue coming from speaking, uh, private clients, or real estate? Uh, The majority of my business, oh, it was all definitely coming from private clients. Private clients. Great. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, if people want to connect with you personally online and follow your journey, Charles, where can they do that? PredictableProfits.com. The greatest business show on earth is coming to Austin, Texas on October 6th this year featuring a big, big moment called Launch. We're going to have influencers on stage launch a product, compete like heck to see who can sell the most in 60 minutes to their online audiences. You'll get to watch, see how they sell, see how they close, see how they get traffic, see how they use their list. It's going to be unbelievable. Get your tickets now at NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin Live and see how you can walk the red carpet on the way in. That's NathanLadka.com forward slash Austin live. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can see Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. PredictableProfits.com. Top try. We will link to that in the show notes at NathanLadka.com forward slash the top 342. Again, forward slash the top 342. All right, Charles, it is time for my favorite part of the show. Do you know what time it is? Come on, uh, it has a name. You got it? The, uh, you know, I, I did listen to it. <laughs> I just forget what it's it a, is right now. I won't hold it against you. It's time for the Famous Five. Are you ready? Uh, I was going to say Top Five. You were close. Got- that's, that's a better name, actually. I like that better. I should take that. All right, Charles, the first question. What's your favorite, besides your own, what's your favorite business book? Uh, Losing My Virginity by Richard Branson. <laughs> that's a good one. Number two, uh, is there a CEO you're following or studying online? Uh, I would say uh, a cross between Richard Branson and Marcus Lemonis. Uh, yeah, The Prophet. Are you a big fan of The Prophet? I am a big fan of The Prophet, Very for sure. nice. All right, number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? Uh, Ad Espresso. Yeah, those guys are smart guys out there. In fact, we had them on uh, back in episode. Actually, didn't they just raise 20 million bucks? They did. Yeah, they, they did. did. We had Armando back on in episode 70 at NathanLacka.com forward slash the top 70. He broke down how they got past a, a $1.8 million run rate with a $100 ARPU and a $1,000 lifetime value. Typical SaaS play, doing well. We'll hope the market holds out for them. Charles, it's good to hear you're using them just for ad spend. Uh, for for Facebook ads, they've just saved infant, uh, an amazing amount of time yep. just being able to... Uh, to do your Facebook advertising. Yep. Okay, so as you're doing all this, the books, the courses, the clients, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? 
Yes. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? Married, three kids. Wow. Okay. Three kids. And how old are you? 38. Okay. So last question. Take us back 18 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I, I would say to, to stay in line. You know, I kind of got, uh, I, I got trapped. That's like the opposite, from- Charles, of what everybody says. Everyone says, get out of line. Take risks. Don't go to college. Why stay in line? No, what I mean by, what I mean by stay in line is that, you know, when you ever sitting in traffic and you see the other lane moving faster than the lane you're in, so you jump to the <laughs> other lane and before long, the, the cars in the lane you were in started passing you. So frustrating. That is very frustrating. And I think that one of the big things that I fell into is, uh, you know, particularly being so focused in on growing a business. Uh, back then, I was jumping from one strategy to another, to another, to another, without realizing that if I just stuck to one strategy and mastered that and then went on to another strategy and went on to another strategy, I'd probably be 10 years ahead of where I was. That's awesome. Hey, well, then the advice stay in line makes complete sense. Folks, you heard it here from Charles. Again, he's launched his book over 1500 units sold, got into real estate early on where he's made a lot of his capital by getting other people's money to close his first deal. And again, turning things around to really have a lot of success after being in significant debt before that. Charles, thank you for taking us to the top. Truly a pleasure. If you guys enjoyed Charles today, go back and listen to Steve from yesterday. He shares how to write a best-selling book. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. The greatest business show on earth is coming to Austin, Texas, October 6th this year, featuring Webinar Wars, where two people that you know very well will launch their own products live on stage, giving a webinar live to their audience. You'll get to watch what they do and see who sells the most. The winner will get a massive prize from me that will go directly to their charity. Get your tickets now at NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin Live. That's NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin Live. And if you're skeptical, just look at the speakers we have. Go to the link, look at the speakers, and you decide for yourself. NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin Live. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.